Thanks for hanging out with us today, and welcome to the Lori and Julia Book Club. We are delighted to have Brett Warshaw with us. She has written a book, What's the Difference? Recreational Culinary Reference for the Curious and Confused. And Brett, what started a newsletter letter turned into this amazing book. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell us how I'm in the confused category. Lori's confused in, about food always. Always. <laughs> like I mean, this is like the most unbelievable uh simple like why hasn't anyone thought to do this book before? Well, thank you. I'm so glad you guys are learning stuff. That's definitely what it's made to be used for. Tell us how it started cuz you really have a good story. So I used to work in food media, and so was always that person that people turn to with food-related questions, and I was actually, in a, a few years ago, I was debating with some friends the difference between a sweet potato and a yam, mm-hmm. and I realized that I didn't really actually know the difference, and I was pretty disturbed by that, so <laughs> I started doing some research, and then... Once I learned the difference, I realized that I really had a lot of other questions like that. So I pulled some friends to see the sort of things that they were curious about, too. And I started writing a newsletter and then it all started from there. And so you've p- compiled a book and it's what's the difference? And and it's the differences between basically what you're doing is food and drink categories in this mm-hmm. book. And it and you start out the very, you know, I th- the very first thing is active drive v- yeast versus French yeast versus instant yeast, and then aioli versus mayo, and you keep going and going and going. All these things that people don't know, it is such a great resource. Is there one that surprised you. you the most, finding out the differences between what the heck they are? Um, well, uh, the uh, example I love to give is actually the the topic that started the idea in the first place, which is a sweet potato and a yam. Yeah. Because I was I was pretty shocked to learn that the things that you see in the grocery store that are labeled yams and the things that you, you know, make on Thanksgiving with marshmallows and yeah. things like that, that's actually, those are just also sweet potatoes. Those are not yams. Yams are a completely different type of root and are a lot starchier than sweet potatoes and actually are more common in um, other types of cuisines around the world, but we don't really find them in the U.S. So, so I was pretty shocked to learn that. So do we really, when we're buying something that says a yam, is sweet is it potatoes. a sweet potato? It is a sweet potato. Are you no. kidding me? I feel ripped I off right You've now. I know. You can lie to. Oh, my gosh. That is nutty. Yeah. That is like a really interesting one. And I love that you're having an argument about it and you have no idea what you're saying. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it was like, oh, you know, if it's a certain type of color, you know, it's like you try to think of all these different, you know, descriptors that could be the difference right. turns out we, we've been lied to this whole time and you know there's one i mean you get into betty versus buckle versus cobbler versus crisp versus Cum- crumble versus pandawi which i've never even heard of before is that all regional yeah. differences like uh, with a crumble and a buckley and uh, you know a crisp, crisp. Uh, is that it's, regional differences actually, there um there are some regional terms but it's actually, it's interesting how there's really different words for every type of, you know, variation. So, you know, you have crisps that have no oats in the, in the, um, in the topping, but crumbles do. And, you know, uh, cobbler has more of a biscuity topping rather than that kind of crumbly texture. 
So there's, it's amazing how specific these definitions get, but turns out we like to have a lot of words for those types of fruit desserts. Yeah, I, I, I always, that. honestly, I always thought basically creme brulee, flan, and panna cotta were basically the same thing, <laughs> but just different... Yeah. People just called them different names, and right. maybe it's the like creme brulee different, different countries, right? right. But that's yeah. not true, is it? It is not true. <laughs> they um, they they have, actually have completely different. Some have different are made on the stovetop, some are made in the oven, some have eggs, some don't. There's really there's some there's actually just completely different dishes. Which you know, again, I thought they they were pretty much the same thing. So that was a fun thing to learn as I did research for this. I just, this is such a clever idea and it's a beautiful hardcover book and you have great illustrations in it. And I, and I thought some of the liquor stuff was pretty good because like a cava versus champagne versus pet knot versus Prosecco. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. They're all sparkly. Yeah, and that, yeah, they're all smart. They're all fun to drink, especially, you know, in the summer. Um, but that was, those are definitely like more on the regional categories and that's what really makes them different. And champagne really can only be made in France. France right. Um, but then people, you know, someone in Spain went to visit France, you know, a few hundred years ago and was like, I like this stuff. I want to make it in my country. And then they started making kava and it all kind of went from there. So um, that is an example, a great example of how, you know, different areas take a certain dish and then kind of or drink and run with it yeah and you do you know it's i like how you in each chapter when you're like where I'm, I'm looking thinking of the prawns versus shrimps you write there are few crustaceans as misunderstood as the shrimp and the prawn i mean i like all the clever. storytelling that you give us as an intro but would you tell us why prawns and shrimps are so misunderstood <laughs> yes i can definitely do that <laughs> So something that um, you kind of like when I was approaching this, I was thinking like, oh, you know, they're pretty much the same thing. Like maybe prawns are a bit bigger, but they're actually like completely different species. Um, They have different types of body, like their bodies are formatted differently. They have different kinds of claws and pinchers. They live in different habitats. Prawns are from freshwater. Shrimp can be either from freshwater or saltwater. What's interesting there is that the taste really just depends on the given species. It's really not going to be, there's not like one has a specific type of flavor rather than the other. So that is a thing where it's, it is hard to know what you're eating unless you're really inspecting the body. Right. But again, like two different things that I really didn't realize were that different, but they are. Was the research fun? If you're just joining us, we're talking with Brett Warshaw. The book is What's the Difference? Recreational Culinary Reference for the Curious and Confused. And the categories are food and beverage. Was there, was the research fun or was it hard or were there some that you couldn't find, you know, or tell us Um, about that process? Yeah, for the most part, it was fun because I really liked learning. It was definitely hard. I think some some things were harder than others, um, but I happened to part part of the really fun process was being able to call up experts, especially on topics that I was confused about, and right. having people that really knew the categories really explain it to me because uh, there are people that do this sort of thing, you know, for their jobs, and I really respect <laughs> all their knowledge. Um, especially, you know, being able to cover so many topics was great, but um, being able to delve deeper with people that really knew their stuff was definitely part of the fun. 
It's you, it's just such a whoever fun. did your illustrations it's, too. Or it was did a great job. Oh, thank you. She did such a good job. Her name's Sophia Fox. Oh yeah, an excellent job. Because like when you go into the all the different kinds of clams <laughs> and you know mm-hmm. showing drawing the little pictures of you know all these uh, different things. I mean, I don't know. I just thought it was really clever. Um, you know. With these little illustrations, it's really cute. It's, the, it's just this is, this is yeah, is book. it flying off the shelves? Uh, yes, it is. Good for you. Well, congratulations. Thanks. This is so fun. All right, so here's one that comes up a lot, and the and it isn't what I thought. The difference was the difference between a banana and a plantain. Oh yeah. So turns out something that that was very fun for me to learn is that a banana is actually a, an herb which is shocking. It um, is. I've never tried smoking yeah. the skin. I should we be rethinking that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but plantains are actually a type of banana. And what we think of, you know, then at the store at the store are really what are technically called dessert bananas. And uh, the main difference between those two types of herbs are that plantains have a lot more starch than those dessert bananas so they're going to be um, a lot less sweet. You're going to probably want to cook them rather mm-hmm. than eat them raw like normal bananas, but they're really delicious, especially if they're fried, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cuban, you know, really Jamaican, Jamaican Cuban culinary, a lot yeah. of the Caribbean islands, and they're delicious when they're fried. They really yeah, are. That's definitely the move. Yeah. That's my that's... favorite way to eat them. Okay. This is just, and then, um, you know, the difference between an appetizer and a hors d'oeuvre and a canopy. Yeah, I always thought they were all just different names for the same thing. Yeah, like that's that was a fun one. And, you know, I was writing this during the pandemic when we were all in lockdown. So maybe right. want to be entertaining. Um, I couldn't wait to show off my all my all my uh, recipes and also my not my cocktail party knowledge. Right. <laughs> uh, but so the differences between those are. Appetizers are the most general term, so that actually incorporates hors d'oeuvres and canapes. Okay. Hors d'oeuvres are specifically one or two bite foods. Um, they can be hot or cold, and um, can really be anything that is you know fits within that sort of kind. So one or two bites, you're probably drinking it with a cocktail, mm-hmm. having it with a cocktail. Um, and a canapé is very specific. It is composed of um, a small piece of bread or a cracker or a little piece of pastry that's topped with something. So whether that's cheese or meat or some kind of fish or something like that. So, you know, it gets more and more specific as you get, um, you know. Yeah. And then you even, but you're so cute because you go on to say that the term canapé comes from the French word couch because the bread or cracker is the couch for the stuff on top of it. And you give more yeah. detail. Yeah. I mean, there's history behind this. Yeah. This is it's what a delightful. fun, what fun thing. And congratulations to you. And thanks for leading us out of the uh, dark for those of us who are curious and or confused. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, this book is for you. <laughs> this is you. and it really, it really is good. And if you want history on cognacs versus armanacs, yeah, or, yeah. you know, you it's, really dive into everything. What's the difference? The pastas. I mean, it is a great book. If you have somebody who's like a cook or a foodie person in your life, this is a book. It's a great gift. And it, it's, I bet everyone's going to use it all the time for references because it just has everything. And congratulations to you, Miss Brett. 
Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for the kind words and for having me on. Absolutely. Now, we think, so you also work at Apple News? I do. Right? And um, yeah. we saw that you um, gave thanks to Katie Stroop. Yes. Because we've, what? where did she come from? What magazine? She was at People and Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. Um, and has been at various other places. Too. Yes, because we've had her on our show before. So just tell her the girls from Minnesota. She lives in Dallas, doesn't she? Or she did at some point. She Maybe she did. I'm she not did sure. a story, I think, on her nipples. This is a long story, Brett. You can research us later if you want. <laughs> But I think she did a story for us for Paper Magazine or Detail Magazine or something in, back at the turn of the last century. Yeah, the, our, our body perk oh nipple God, enhancers. No, up. our body I mean, perk nipple enhancers, I swear. We, I, I got them on, on Sex in the City. It's like the only outside of the writer's room thing that made it on the show. It's season four, wow. episode six. But I remember her vividly. So just tell her we say hi. I will, absolutely, and I can't wait to look this thing up. Oh, right. gosh, and what's the difference? Good luck, and people buy the book. It's great. We actually have two copies to give away if you give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. Thanks, Brad. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Bye. Absolutely. We'll be right back.